Hey everyone, this is Dave Broadbeck, um, coming to you just before the start of the winter 2017 term. Uh, the lecture you've downloaded is from, uh, or you're streaming, you could be streaming it, it could be streaming, maybe not downloading, anyway, these are technicalities and don't matter that much, is from uh, Psychology 3256, Advanced Univariate Statistics. It's, of course, these to be called Design and Analysis 1, that uh, we changed the name. Um, so this is the lecture. There's also uh, our YouTube video. Sure. So you want to check those out. So you just have to search on YouTube for my name, um, and you'll see a playlist of Psych 3256 for this uh, coming year. Uh, thanks a lot for downloading, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the chance of anybody actually enjoying a statistics le lecture, I just think is pretty small. Thanks. Okay, so um, today I want to talk about some sort of final themes. We, after I do this, we can go over stuff, you can ask questions. Feel free to ask questions about how to do the final no yes, you can, of course. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll deliver. We can do it. But like I said, right after we've done this stuff, this, this, the stuff I'm talking about today will help you, I think, answer this question. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, I think there's been some themes, uh, and I like the media course for themes like this. Uh, the first one, you know, we'll find it, no slides. I'm using junk. If I hadn't smoked in years, but I'm still holding this like a <laughs> So the first one I think is that everything is about variance. The whole, I mean, I realize we talked about analysis and variance for a long time, but even when we talk about regression, we're talking about explaining variance. Variance is your friend, and you're trying to explain variance in a dependent area. And no matter what we're doing, we're trying to say, why is this like this? Why do we have, why, why do the scores vary? With, with, with uh, ANOVA, we have a model that explains it one way. With regression, it's a somewhat different way. We are trying to explain variance. That's our thing. So I think that's the first thing we keep in mind. And the way we do this, I said, is we have models. So, Model the model and how various is like that's what we do. So well, here's one here for 11 square. Fine. We can think about how we've got one with the regression. Two x sub two minus one x minus one. And even though the one on top here for the analysis variance isn't a standard analysis variance model, it's a, it's a, well, it's a what do you call it, a, uh, a square, it doesn't really matter. The point is that there are some real similarities between these two different models. We go from things that apply to all observations, both the mu, which is the or the intersection. 
points that apply only depending on your score. That's exactly what's going on. And then we have something that applies individually. So these models are very, very similar. And in fact, and I've pointed this out, when software actually does ANOVA work, are computationally actually exactly the same once you use, when we talk about type 3 sums of squares, once you use type 3 sums of squares, you're actually doing regression. And when you get a printout from SPSS, it actually says model and intercept. I don't know if you've noticed that. And it's like, that's actually because it, it's done a regression. It's taken this whole thing here, all the, all the uh, terms that are for different treatment levels, and it's called that a regression model. And it's taken mu, and it's called that the intercept. So it's actually, at a very deep level, regression and ANOVA are the same thing. Just that in one, we make predictions about what a score is. The other one, we're looking for significant effects of individual variables. It's more a matter of perspective, if you should use regression or ANOVA, than it is a matter of statistical concern. The big difference, of course, here is we can use qualitative things, different hair colors, for example, in you know, but we can't do that in regression without dummy coding, which we talked about last time. I mean, it can't be done, it's just a royal freaking pain. So those models are pretty similar. Another difference, the, the key difference is nothing here about uh, interactions, and we can throw interaction terms into, into you know, models. And regression has to be linear, like straight lines. This doesn't have to be straight lines. Okay, so you can have one effect go up, one go down, you can have curves, that kind of thing. You think, what do you mean lines? Well, think about this. If you were doing a, you had three groups in an ANOVA. Group one, group two, group three. You couldn't do that with uh, regression, could you? Because it's not a straight line. But you could do it with ANOVA, no problem. So there are differences. There are differences. But they're fundamentally the same thing. A good question, a good essay type question here would be discuss the similarities and differences between regression and analysis variance. Make sense so far? Okay. What happens when we make these models is we make certain assumptions. That's the next thing that I think is a big theme. Every time I talk, I've talked about any statistical procedure, I've said, and here are the assumptions. I always tell you what the assumptions are. I can't violate them because it messes up the math. Some of the assumptions come out of the models. For example, that this explains that this is an accurate representation of, 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 of the variance, like that this explains all the variance. There are no more sources of variation. Which is why, for example, in a randomized block design, you can't have an interaction because there's no interaction term in the randomized block design uh, model, right? This says this is a, what's called a linear combination. The just adding terms of the for regression, which means it has to be straight lines. 
So those assumptions fell out of the model. Other assumptions are things like a simple random sample, which we violate all the time, and isn't a big deal. Or that error is normally distributed, and it doesn't, it very often isn't. We don't care. That variances are equal between groups, homogeneity of variance. And in fact, we can even violate that to points. points. I think my daughter just fixed it. Um, and there's a key assumption, of course, in ANOVA, which is independent observations. We can't violate that. Um, same thing here. Scores are independent of each other. We can't violate that in regression. I'm open the door back up. It's better a little bit here and here. So that's, I think, to me, so far, that's the third one. The fourth one is the importance of randomness. Now, randomness, first of all, for research design, which is not what this course is about, but you know, you need random assignment of subjects to group. And while I just said we violate the assumption of a simple random sample constantly, all the math that is behind all of this stuff is based on the assumption of random samples because it allows us to use a central limit. And I know you're saying, what you're saying, you said all the assumptions come out of, or a lot of the assumptions come out of the uh, central limit theorem, which says that we have a random sample, yet you just said we can violate the random sample thing, or are we just screwing around? Well, actually, you can do simulations and find out that you can violate the hell out of the random sample thing, and everything's okay. It's not a big deal. But the idea, the, the math behind it is saying we have randomness, we use to our benefits. Randomness doesn't mean that nothing's predictable. It just means that individual things, not necessarily predictable, but I can get group trends from things, yeah? So randomness is really important because all of the assumptions, not of the, that come out of models, but all the assumptions that the models are based on themselves actually come out of the idea of randomness. The hypothesis we test with analysis of variance is, can this have happened by random chance? That's really the hypothesis we're testing. And if we say no, then we say it must have happened for some other reason, because I did a thing with a thing, and I got an effect. Using technical terms there, I did a thing with a thing. And this now leads into what I think is the final thing that I can think of. You can know stuff without knowing stuff. What the hell does that mean? That sounds like a non sequitur. What does that mean? Something doesn't make sense. Take Latin. Makes you a better person. Um, I don't have to know anything about a population or hardly anything. Tell you about the population. I just have to take a good sample, 
design a good experiment, and I can tell you how the universe works. And I can do that because of all the shit I've hopefully taught you in the last three and a half months. I don't have to know anything about all Algoma University students. I don't want to know anything about Algoma. <laughs> I don't, if I wanted to say what the average height of women at Algoma University was. Sorry, there's only one, there's only two guys in the room, so <laughs> there's only one student, so we're just going to say women. Assuming, let's pretend you were a random sample. You're not, let's pretend you were. I could measure your heights. And I could make a prediction and be accurate. Know how, I know how likely I would make a mistake. Because I get a confidence interval and I could say 95% of the time, 19 times out of 20, this would be correct plus or minus so many centimeters. Holy, don't you think that's cool? I don't have to know anything about a population to make statements, to make causal claims about how the universe works. I think that's really cool. Statistics is really powerful. And it's not like this is all just some bullshit because I just wrote it on a board. There's like actual math people came up with this stuff. If you take, you know, some advanced calculus, which, yeah, go ahead. If you take some advanced calculus, you actually see the math that does this stuff. And if you go to graduate school, you might be shown the proofs of things like the central limit theorem. And you might be shown how these, these models are derived. You might be. We were shown them and then told, I'm never going to test you on this, but if you're mathematically inclined, you might find this interesting, which is when everyone puts their pencil in. But I remember Dr. Spence showing us this, going through this, and he would show us all these different steps and these proofs, and then if you followed along, he's, he's, God, he's a good stats teacher, and you'd follow along, you go, oh my God, it all just makes sense. I see why you can do that. So it's not like I'm just making guesses. I'm making predictions with probabilistic statements. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they're wrong, but I know the percentage of making a, a mistake. How many times in your life do you know the probability that you're wrong when you say something? Other than, hi, my name is Dave. Like, I know that's 100% true. Right? Or is it? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Mind blown. But. Just like how you turn British every time you say that. Oh, that's not British. That's more Southern, Southern California. Mind blown. No, British should be more like this. Mind blown. I, I can do accents. That sounded the same to me. No, see, if you don't have any for the accents. <laughs> Apparently not, because or you've never been anywhere. Okay. Or watch TV. <laughs> yes, it's come to this. I'm now just mocking my students openly. Um. What was that? I think it was a goat. Um, like it sounded like an animal, didn't it? It didn't sound like a person at all. I never seen there's a goat at all. No, okay, so it's a person. Um, everybody's laughs different. Somebody's happy, that's good. We should revel in their happiness. That'll be the title of the podcast episode, Revel in Their Happiness. So, it is neat that you can do this. 
Um, so I, I just think it's fascinating that we can do this, and I think it's a neat thing. I think it's a neat. Thing. You have a question? Maybe you just sort of no. No, just play with your hair. Okay, yeah. hard to tell. <laughs> so um, there's no questions about this stuff because I'm gonna. We will go over the assignment if you want. But lots of time and any other questions, but um, that doesn't make very compelling listening to anyone, and we can just sit here and do it anyway. All right. Um, as this is the last thing I'm going to teach you, and as this, this will be the last, uh, for anybody who listens, this is the last uh, podcast until September of 2017, which is pretty cool, because that means I don't teach for a while. Um, I would just, I want you to know that you've got through this course, most are doing just fine. And I want you to be proud of yourselves. Okay, I really do. I want you to be proud of yourselves. And I'm very proud of all of you guys. Most of you, some of you I don't like very much, but that's a joke. I can't. Again, I can't because I love it. Um, but I, I want you to know that on the first day when I told you how hard this was going to be, I think, A, you've seen it, but B, I think many of you didn't think you'd get through it, and you have, and you will. So that's... What's that? Well, I, it's, no, it means... It, teaching means a great deal to me. This is what I do. Um, and I just want to tell you that... Uh, it has been, this class is always fun for me to teach because it's, people are scared. And it's, no, it's fun teaching people things that are scary and then showing them it's not that scary and it's doable. It's very, it's very personally rewarding. So really this is all about me, not you. Um, and finally, uh, and I mean this in, I truly mean this, that um, it has been an honor to teach you. Thank you. Keep
There's a thousand points of light for the homeless man There's a kind of gentler machine gun hand Got me carpet stores, toilet paper Styrofoam boxes for the ozone layer Thanks for listening to the lecture. Um, all of the audio is available, of course, on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're using. Just search for da- uh, Dr. Dave Brodbeck's uh, Psychology Lectures from Algoma University, which is the most ungainly title ever. Uh, these are released under a sh- uh, um, Creative Commons copyright share like 3.0 Canada. Uh, you can't use these for commercial purposes. Um, you feel free to share them uh, and feel free to match them up any way you want. But if you do that, that means I get to do the same thing with your stuff. Sort of like the GNU license. Um, I hope you learned something. But if you didn't, I, unless you're one of my students, I really don't care. Um, the music, by the way, for each uh, song, for each uh, uh, episode, <laughs> lecture, uh, is uh, available. They're all podcast, uh, like Podsafe music. So if you want to uh, find out about the bands, there's links on my website at people.aoc.ca slash broadback. Uh, if those links don't work, just contact me, and I'll find uh, I'll find out. Um, often I put links uh, actually in the uh, what I call them show notes or blog posts. So uh, you know, buy these people's music; they're they're making the stuff available out there. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>